0: Hi guys, this is Mandy. You might know me as the girl who likes to go to the movies by herself, whether it's early in the morning or late at night. And this is Ollie, and you might know me as a teacher's pet. And this is the
1: Mandy and Ollie podcast. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Search for guys with the Mustangs. Daddy ran away. and Left your mama with the keys to the Mustang. Yeah, keys to the Mustang. Okay. <laughs> the same one How are you doing on this fine day Mandy?
0: <laughs> I'm doing really good. We were talking before off the podcast, guys, and I figure we should start with um, our check-in to see if we actually did what we said we were going to do last podcast. Mm. So we can just get it out the way. Okay.
1: So what did you do?
0: Okay. Well, for uh, reference, last podcast we set, talked about goals and um, if we're successful at achieving those goals, and particularly if you write them down, it's supposed to be helpful in you achieving those goals.
1: Mm-hmm, correct. So
0: my goal was to work out slash do this particular like ab workout, uh, regimen thing that i kind of found online. Mm-hmm. I did not write it down and i did not do the workout at all. Okay. However, i did do like other workouts, but i did not do that ab workout. So, that's my set. So half a dozen? One
1: half of the other
0: dozen? Oh, uh, but right. you know, six half six uh what is it? Six of one half, half a dozen of, the, of the six other, of the,
1: Yeah. <laughs> That sounds good. At least you got something done. You didn't just not do anything at all. So I think that's
0: good. Yeah, but, like, I literally thought about it every day. I was like, I'm supposed to do these ab workouts. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so what would you do instead? Were you tired or were you busy or were you just, like, not into it, not motivated?
0: I'm not motivated to do ab workouts. Like, I'm not w- motivated to work out, really, which is why I don't. <laughs> but – Um, I'm really not motivated to work out by myself. Like, it's more helpful for me to have a partner to do it with. So because these ab workouts are something that generally I would be doing by myself, I'm just not motivated to be like, all right, let me do this right now.
1: Okay, that's fair. So for my goal, my goal was to get a new agenda, Or a new journal. A journaling is something else I want to talk about. We can talk about that later. I want to get a new agenda so I can get my to do list together, but I didn't get an agenda and I think that's because I didn't have a to-do list to write on there and go pick up an agenda. So I was home a lot this week, and literally just yesterday I was like, oh, I don't have an agenda yet. So when I was out, I looked at this place that typically has them, and they didn't have any. They had, like, SpongeBob and My Little Pony notebooks. I was like, what is going on? Why don't y'all have agendas? So I wasn't able to get my to-do list together, so I also didn't create a to-do so I guess my to-do, maybe I need to just get a post-it and write like to-do, get an agenda, like when you write notes, note to self, make more notes. So I just need yeah. to get it
0: together. I have like little post-its and papers hung up on my desk at work, and they're literally of stuff that I don't even, like doesn't apply anymore, but I had to immediately like write it down and put it up with any kind of piece of paper or, or post it or whatever was available at the time and stick it up to make sure I saw it every day so I would do it every day and now I don't even move them because I'm just like I guess it feels like a little trophy I don't know but I'm just <laughs> like this is the thing that I had to do and here's the evidence that I made sure I did it
1: wait so it's like a checklist or is it like a to-do like you say wash the dishes do you write it down stick it up then after you wash the dishes take it down
0: it's more like anything that I had to remember to do for work. Mm-hmm. Okay. I made sure that I wrote it down and stuck it up on my um, wall. If it works for you,
1: then it works.
0: Yeah. I think part of it is putting it in a place, not just writing it down, but, like, sticking it somewhere I have to see every day, like, did you like do this? the fridge? Kind of, yeah. So that way every time I open the fridge, it'll remind me, did you do your ab workout since you about to go eat something?
1: that's funny I'd be like no and still open the fridge
0: <laughs> but if I stay ab- away from the fridge <laughs> then that will prevent me having to do more ab workouts because I'm eating less because I'm scared of the fridge because it's going to tell me to do something I don't want to
1: do you don't have like box snacks though like in your cabinet
0: or on top of your I do, I do have a couple snacks <laughs> <laughs> so I got to put them on the cabinet <laughs>
1: yeah you got to everywhere <laughs> And then put a post-it note by like your filter, like this is okay. Water is okay,
0: <laughs> right? Do this,
1: do this. It's funny, but I do plan on getting an agenda this week. I'd even dare say tomorrow. So I'm, I'm planning on planning with a planner.
0: <gasps> hey. If I do an ab workout this week, I'm gonna legit go somewhere and buy myself a gold star because it would basically be a miracle. <laughs> okay.
1: That's right. Treat yourself.
0: Treat yourself think, to a gold I did star. think about,
1: like, posted stuff, with like, daily affirmations. some I keep hearing people, by hearing people, I mean, like, podcasts that I'm listening to, people talking about affirmations and daily affirmations. And I'm like, that's never been my thing. I've seen people do it. I've tried it out a long time ago. Like, you are great. You're beautiful. You're smart. You're this. You're that. Just kind of starting the day with positivity and that's just like it's just never been my thing so I'm thinking
0: about starting that up again. Yeah I've never tried to do that um I like when I see people do it for kids Mm -hmm. and I guess the sentiment would still be same for adults if you hear and believe this thing every day then you know it'll really stick with you and be true Mm -hmm. but for me I guess I like to see it for kids because they're still learning and developing you know self-worth and stuff like that so I like to see them learning those affirmations about I'm strong, I'm smart, I'm capable, whatever. I don't know.
1: All right. So what's on your, well, you have a list. I do have a digital to talk about list. So
0: what's on your to
1: talk about list today?
0: You know me. I like to start with this is a safe space. Mm -hmm, So I have something for that. If you have something for that, I'll let you go first.
1: I'd say mine is in development, maybe. I don't think
0: I do right now, but maybe. Okay. (laughs) Um, So the topic I want to talk about for This is a Safe Space is relationship maturity. I think you were, like, one of the first people I heard say it like that. Really? Um, Yeah. I don't know where else I would have heard it from.
1: (laughs) Yeah, probably from you, right? right?
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I was thinking about it this week. I'm going to share a little something on the podcast. People who don't know, I am single. Okay. And ready Mandy,
1: to
0: Mandy, I don't know if she's ready to of but that's part Mandy. of what <laughs> we of what we're talking about. Mandy is of Okay. And part of the reason why I feel like I'm single though is because I have developed certain relationship maturity skills or traits to be able to identify more so like what I want, out of a relationship and what I don't want out of a relationship, what is healthy in a relationship, what's not healthy in a relationship. If I'm talking or dealing with someone, I can kind of sense that it's not working. And then for another additional trait that I think I have is, like, being able to just look at the concept of being in a relationship and just being like, if that never happens, I'll be okay.
1: Like if you but never I, get
0: into another relationship, you'll be okay. Yeah. Is that okay? okay. I mean, yeah. I'm not to say it like in a very strong way, but just like you know, I was thinking about it in terms of like the process of dating. I kind of feel like I don't want to be bothered with that right now. <laughs>
1: That's understandable.
0: Especially because there's just like okay, first it's the meeting of someone. Whether it's through dating sites or in person, okay. and you meet that person, and there's that instant uh, interaction that gives the impression that both people are interested. Okay. However, the first thing that I notice where I'm just like, this is where my in my mind, my relationship maturity comes in. Neither party is really interested in stepping forward to be like, let's let me ask or see where this goes or blah blah blah. Even what? if they're like. Think about it, right? I'm you swipe right. On, <laughs> okay, okay, if you're on a dating site and you swipe right with, for someone, you're immediately okay. still kind of scrolling to see more people. You're, yeah, it's.
1: So I haven't been on dating in a while. Swiping right means yes, I like you, correct? Yeah. Okay.
0: Swiping right is like yes, you. I like I like the way you look, or I like the same page, or I like you, or whatever. Swiping left is like no, nah, I'm good. So you're swiping right on them, and you probably are doing some sort of introduction. But usually, you're either then going back to swiping again, or you're probably on your phone, so you're about to go look at something else on your phone. Like you're going to get distracted by something else. So that in itself is just like already evidence that you're not really interested or committed to the whatever the process would be to really having a starting of anything with this person, because you're not. Invested yet? You don't know them.
1: I would like to differ though. That doesn't mean you're not interested. It just I think that's just you keeping your options open. Because don't you? I do recall you have to like when there's a match you get a notification. So what if I swipe right and there's no notification? So I'm going to keep looking and I'm going to like leave my pool open. So I'm not sure if I agree that that means like you're not interested in this person specifically.
0: You do get a notification, but like I like for example I um. Have been using Bumble a lot. And okay. I swipe right, and then either sometimes I like and immediately get it's a match, or if I get it's a match later. If I don't immediately get it's a match, if I have to go back in later, I'm probably going to lose interest because I'm like, I was just like, time has passed since I looked at this person. Mm. So I'm doing other things. Other things are now a priority. I'm not really thinking about that person anymore. If I immediately they- get it's a match,
1: I'm sorry. I was going to say, what if they hadn't, like, opened app at that time, or what if they hadn't seen you to swipe match you? That's
0: fair. That's yeah. fair, right? That's all a thing that makes sense. But part of the the effect of it being, like, a social media app is that it is instant. Like, that's the, the energy or the hype that comes off of being on these sites. It's like, you're immediately having this rush of people that is available to you and if they're not actually available to you in that instant you're going to think of or do something else now counter that with people that you meet in person like you might be out somewhere and you meet somebody you meet them like okay I was out the other day I was literally leaving a bar um, where I was at a happy hour with my coworkers, and I just kind of started walking and kind of not literally ran into, but ran into this guy because we were walking in the same direction. So I was like, oh, look like we're going the same way. And so then we started talking. We sat, he asked me if I wanted to literally sit down and just like have a conversation. So originally I was walking to my car, then we went and just started sitting and talking and had like really serious deep conversation for about 45 minutes. Then he walked me to my car, we exchanged phone numbers, I ain't heard from him since. Well, no, we didn't exchange phone numbers. I gave him my phone number. I want to give that distinction because I haven't heard from him since. Okay, It's maybe like am once... around to it, or maybe he, like, didn't save your number right, or... Or maybe I'm no longer in his presence, and now he just does not have that rush to communicate with me. Like, it's very easy for that first initial spark or interest to not actually catch a flame, to turn into anything because people just aren't really that interested. Like, I've been able to, to identify that because I'm not saying, like, I'm not the same way when I swipe right on someone and then I start a conversation, but it's only an initial entry. There's no, no real basis behind it. So that's, like, the first step, which is, like, actually finding someone that you're willing to get past two seconds or two interactions with. Okay. That in itself is, like, crazy hard to do, in my opinion. Then, if you've gone through that where you're talking, you actually get to the point of going out with someone and going out with them more than once. Then you have to identify: Do we actually have anything in common? Do I actually like the way this person is? Do we actually enjoy each other's company? Right, and then- and that's what
1: like bait, date baiting. dating. <laughs> <laughs> that's what dating is though. Getting to know someone, getting to know if you're compatible with someone.
0: Right, but that's the same way I feel like people aren't really interested in getting past the initial part, past the swiping. Like, it seems like they do the swiping part for entertainment or they do the talking to people in person for entertainment. Is the same way I don't really get the impression that people are interested in actually actively dating. They're just like, oh, this is something I could do. I was just chilling with this person. But I've just noticed a lot, like, It's all just feels like time filler, Mm. like something I can do in this moment for this period of time. And then after that, it's like, well, not really thinking about that person. Like, it's really hard to find a person that you want to continue to fill your time with and not just, like, occasionally fill your time with just because you don't have anything to do at that moment. Like, oh, yeah, I had another conversation with someone else about that where this, God basically told her that he didn't have anything to do on Saturday and that he was going to try and see her. Like, he literally said that. So then she she was like, oh, well, I don't know if I'm available on Saturday. And then he was like, see, I'm going out of my way to try and spend time with you, and you ain't never available. And she was like, but you're not going out of your way to spend time with me. You (laughs) You didn't have anything anything else to do, do, (laughs) and so you decided to try to do something with me, but you want me to cancel the plans that I would have had to do something with you. It's not an equal exchange, like, and you're trying to convince me it's an equal exchange because you feel like your time is valuable, so I should be rewarded with your time, but you aren't actually rewarding me. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yes, I get what you're saying. You're not being inconvenienced. You're not going out of your way. So you even making the notion that I'm not being flexible when I have something to do isn't fair or correct.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's how I feel like it is. Like, And I'm not saying I don't do it either, but that's the part that's hard to try to determine, like, if you really like someone. I feel like really liking someone and caring about someone and wanting to be with them in the relationship this is the relationship maturity that I feel like I've developed is, like, being willing to offer up your time that you just didn't already have. And people just seem like they don't get that. I mean, there's other parts that I thought about in terms of relationship maturity, like, but I'd like to hear your, your views on it.
1: Um. So I guess I'm not completely
0: following because I don't – because it sounds very – that was just a thought I had about relationship maturity. It doesn't necessarily have to be on that piece. Okay. Um, relationship maturity. I haven't, I
1: guess, given it much thought recently. When you say relationship maturity, the first thing I think about is that old uh, saying, like, women mature faster than men. And I used to really believe that. And then I was just like, no, it's about choices mm-hmm. and decisions because I've met some older adults who are really childish, and I've met some people who are younger than me who are doing, like, big things, and I'm not just talking about, like, celebrities. I mean, big things in business, big things in life, or just, you know, not even necessarily – on a financial gain tip because I feel like that's what everyone always goes to or who's making this much money, how much money are they making, are they bringing in all this money. But it's like there are some people that are younger than me that I look at their lives and I'm like they just look genuinely happy. They look genuinely happy to go outside, smell a flower, go on vacation, take a walk. They look at peace. And it could be that they're not, but I get the feeling that they're just genuinely happy. And I'm like – dang, I'm not on either end of that spectrum. I'm not, like, <laughs> wiping my butt with money, and I'm not waking up every day going, oh, good morning, Mr. Sun. Like, I'm just not doing that. So when it comes but to maturity, yeah, go ahead.
0: I just feel like that could be part of it. Like, to have that, t- to me, they have to have that, re- that relationship maturity to be able to identify what it was that they wanted out of life or out of that relationship. They thought about it and discovered it quickly and they weren't just doing whatever it was that was, like, entertaining or convenient at the time. Like, they were really purposeful in their choices, like you said. Wait,
1: when you say they, who are you referring to?
0: Just, any, like, anybody that's, I feel like, either happy, like you said, or just kind of achieved a certain thing that they wanted in the relationships okay. they're in. And it doesn't necessarily have to be romantic relationships. Um, it could be, like, The relationship you have with your parents. If all the parties involved—the mother and the father, and the son and the daughter—choose to actively like have a health, like take steps for a healthy relationship, it's like being able to have that maturity to identify like there could have been an issue and this is how we fixed it, or being able to identify like these are our roles, but we can still maneuver in these roles to where everyone involved is happy or everyone is getting what they need out of it or being able to identify I'm not getting what I need out of this and I'm going to separate myself. Like whatever the case may be, I feel like a lot of people are just like, well, I'm just going with the flow. I'm just doing whatever. I'm just in here because what else would I be doing?
1: Right. I do feel like a lot of people, like you said, just kind of go with the ebb and flow. I liken that to this new era we're in where people are just now or I won't say just now, but publicly. Emerging and saying, like what we talked about in the prior podcast, that, okay, it's okay to have feelings. It's okay not to go with the flow. It's okay to use your own mind, have your own thoughts, and they're valid. It's okay to feel like, you know what, this relationship isn't doing anything for me. It's toxic. It's not positive. I have to leave it alone for a little bit or maybe permanently. Or thinking, you know what, I've seen other relationships where it's just toxic and it's negative and it's not good, and I know what I have right here, whether so that should with like you said your parents or your spouse or your significant other or your sibling or your friend I know this is a good thing because I've seen the I've seen the alternative and I'm going to make sure that I feed this relationship and I nurture it and you know I make it the best for you know both of us so I I agree that that's really good relationship maturity I won't say good relationship maturity but it takes it takes both parties to realize, you know what, we're going to put in the effort to make this work. So whether it's, a swiping right, and neither person just sitting there like, I hope they say something. I hope she says something. I hope he says something. And exactly. Going to, you know, <laughs> pulling a, what I used to call it, a Sadie Hawkins, which I used to love saying all the time. Like, I would encourage um, young women, because that's who I was around who encouraging, like, don't just sit around. If you want to go on a date, say something. If you like somebody, say something. I mean, I encourage guys the same way, but Sadie Hawkins is the women taking the chance. Or um, back in the day, it was called the Sadie Hawkins dance, and basically the Gals ask the guys or whoever they wanted to go with to the dance. So I'm I'm very I'm a strong proponent of that. Proponent <laughs> of that. Like you know if you because like you're right. You can't just sit around and go with the flow. If you sit around and go with the flow, you'll be like 45 years old being like man. I'm, I'm, I I'm can't believe I'm still to single. Right, right. <laughs> God will make it happen. It'll be my time soon enough. But what they say, faith without works is dead. And you don't have to be religious to believe in that. Like, you can have faith in all the world, but if you don't take action, you won't see any results.
0: Yeah. So I just feel like with where I'm at in relationships, again, very much single and not just, like, opposed to getting in one, but... I've been very quick about if I see that this is not yielding fruit, not yielding results, and the person that I'm dealing with just does not seem to be interested or invested, I take that and I'm like, all right, I'm going to remove myself. And I've found that guys are like, oh, like, you know, what makes you think that I didn't want to talk to you because you weren't talking to me? (laughs) That's right. You wanted to put me on a and, like, and on I I don't like you. You know why. <laughs> There's no action <laughs> it. I'm like, I'm not saying you hate me. I'm not saying you think I'm trash. I'm not even saying you're not attracted to me. Because I could, I could very much feel like you're attracted to me. But what's that? Like, what What else? And then what? Right. You, we, you could be attracted to me. We could have a basic connection. You swiped right, I swiped right, and then nothing comes from it. But you want me to keep that door open just in case? Nah, I'm good.
1: It reminds me of the conversations we had about low hanging fruit. How guys, I guess maybe girls will do it sometimes, but I don't know because I've never had that kind of relationship. But guys will check in like, hey, You still over there? You still single? Mm -hmm. You still, you know, just keeping to yourself? You still swiping right but not making actions to talk to nobody? Okay, I'll check in again in a couple of years. Hey, you still Mm -hmm. there? You still single by yourself? (laughs) I'm just making sure you you still over there? You looking good? You being smart? You handling your business? Oh, that sounds real good. I'm going to go get myself together for the next five years, and I'll be back. Hey, you
0: still there? You
1: still (laughs) that whole process. And it's just like after eight years when you're settled or moved on, they see, oh, so either you couldn't wait around or you you know I really liked you or why didn't you ever talk People talk
0: about Drake for that shit. Like they say that's what Drake (laughs) does. And it's I love Drake, but it's true. It'd be like Drake... Will be not talking to a girl and then wait till she get married and want to write a song about her. (laughs) She, you were, you were making time for her, Drake. Right.
1: So she had. You weren't.
0: You were probably barely seeing her when you flew to her city, because you know Drake does this with a girl in every city. He'd be like, (laughs) so and so in Atlanta, so and so in Houston, so and so in Sorrento, so-and-so in New York, like, Drake, you can't really be in love with all these girls. Be right, they calling
1: dibs on everybody. Like, you <laughs> cannot do that. You have all of them just sitting around waiting around, like, it was Drake. He let me call him Aubrey. Aubrey said, wait, <laughs> so I'm going to wait. <laughs> like, no, She's you like, have to live And she life. didn't
0: wait for me. I thought we was going to get married no, exactly.
1: no. Yeah. I've had two previous relationships and when they ended both of the relationships we were kind of just like well if it's meant to be it'll you know it'll happen it'll come back around and it, we both you know said okay and when I said boys in my head I was like no like if it's meant to be <laughs> we will actively try to make it try be. Leave it up to fate we can't tell yeah. you know what if it happens it'll happen no you have to try since neither one of us
0: really tried then those relationships were just gone which you know but then (laughs) the counter of that is identifying if you did try and it did not work out Mm. like if you did try if y'all did work on it maybe you were just were not meant to be maybe you guys grew in different directions with different wants the love isn't lost Mm -hmm. but maybe that's just not the person you were meant to be with
1: that is definitely I,
0: an option. And, have, again, having that relationship maturity to just not hold on to something if it's not mm-hmm. still not growing. Like, if the relationship has become stagnant and there's nothing else you can do to make it grow, you got to cut that thing off. That, yep. sounded, that sounded bad. But what no, I, wanted, I want to use it as a gardening analogy in saying if you have a limb that's not bearing fruit, you have to cut off that limb, Mm -hmm. so that it can start fresh.
1: Right, or start a new branch or something like that. You're right, or a new stem. You have to cut Mm -hmm. it, just like with your hair. If you want it to grow, anything you want to grow, you honestly have to cut it. So I agree. If you've tried and you can recognize, that's also relationship maturity, recognizing when it's time to let go and whether that means... That means you've tried ten times or you've tried twice or you, you know, realize after you get in that this isn't for you, this isn't for them, this is not going to be a great us, then that's also relationship maturity, saying, okay, this is the time to call it. And that's fair. If you feel that way, that's fair.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I had okay. a developing, this is a safe space topic, but I don't think it's fully
0: developed yet, so I'm going
1: to wait on that All right. I'll add it
0: to my put it in your back pocket. pocket. Get one. All right, <laughs> yeah. Don't put it in your back pocket. <laughs> Write it down on the sticky note and or list. Put it on the refrigerator <laughs> so you'll see it when yeah. you open the fridge.
1: <laughs> right, so 10 times a day. It'll be like my affirmation. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. I did want to get into it's similar to relationship maturity. I guess I could say it's maybe parallel. So it's not just my transitions
0: need some work, Mandy. <laughs> I feel like I'm starting to think we need to add some musical
1: music or something drop
0: for when we transition. Yeah. I think we'll it get, might be we'll helpful. look about it. Yeah, we'll
1: think about it. But it's like I get it's like I see my topic and I get excited to talk about it and I try to connect it to what we previously talked about and then I'm just like nah, nah, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna talk about social anxiety and how that's played a role in my day to day. I feel like previously in prior years, people would have kid me to being a social butterfly and uh, worrying about everyone, make sure everyone's okay, like really liking to go out, liking to have fun, liking to be out in places. And I don't know if maybe this is just me personally or maybe it's a maturity thing with age, but now I get social anxiety. I'm sure it also plays a part with news where you hear all this bad news about things, like you can't go to the movies without something happening. You can't go down the street without something happening. You can't get in your car without something happening. So it's just like, I feel like I have a lot of missed opportunities when someone's like, hey, do you want to go down here or downtown into this? Previously, I'd say, sure, yes, yeah, or that sounds fun, or that's an event that I, you know, I've thought about doing, but now I have more hesitation, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know, or let me check my schedule, or I'd rather be home on the couch chilling or working on business stuff. So I find myself being the social recluse, and I'm just trying to figure out if, That's okay because I know people, there are people that are home. I'm trying to figure out if that's okay for me. I know that there are people that are homebodies and, you know, that works out for them. So I'm wondering if I'm missing out on opportunities because I'm not going out or if that's just my matriculation where I'm just like, I'm okay on that. Like, I don't need that. I'm good on that.
0: I can relate to this situation. I started to develop or I guess notice that I suffered from anxiety in college. And for me, it directly affected my schoolwork. It affected the major that I had chosen, which wasn't um, like English, where I just had to write, you know, just go. To, it wasn't a class or it wasn't a major where I would just go to my lectures mm-hmm. and then write a paper, and then that be it, and i get my degree. The degree I chose actively involved me having to go out, and interact and talk with people, and then create some sort of report or article or whatever that um, was in response to whatever it is that I did with people. And I was continuously finding that I would get anxiety about leaving the house to go do the thing. I was anxious when I was going, when I was out doing the thing, and it basically resulted in me like not being able to to do it. So when I talk to people now and they're like, oh, what did you study in college? And I tell them, and that's nothing of what I'm doing. It's because I realized even though I liked aspects of that that major and what would have been that job, my anxiety would not have allowed me to really do that.
1: To, like, do it or you mean, like, succeed in doing it?
0: To do it at all. Okay. (laughs) Which is crazy to think about now because I – I am still kind of like in quote unquote corporate America where it's not as if I don't have to interact with people at all like I do. I have my coworkers, we have our clients that we um, service and then customers and stuff like that. But for me, it's a little bit easier because most of the customers that I interact with are like over the phone. I don't have to go out to engage with them. And then the clients, I have very designated time periods when I'm going to talk to them so I feel like I can kind of prepare a little bit. And it's not, and for, but for the most part in my job, a good 60, 70%, I can be a recluse and just kind of work on what I need to work on by myself. And then I can develop that energy to go out to give to customers and the client because I'm prepared to know, okay, I'm going to have to call a customer today or I'm going to have to suit the client today. So I'm building up all the energy I have to deal with the people in the outside world. Do
1: you have to do that, like, on a daily basis, or is it just, like, work mode Monday through Friday, I know this is what I have to do?
0: But that's what I mean, like, it's not really a Monday through Friday thing. Like, it might be one day out the week, and then I get to choose, like, well, not always I get to choose, but it'll be, like, one day out of the week okay, I know I'm going to have to deal with people today. So I can mentally prepare or physically prepare to have to deal with people, and then every other day it'll just be really chill. So I would say, like, for you, if it's like that, you can choose the the times and the moment when you want to be interactive and then prepare because dealing with people is very draining. Like, you literally do have to exhibit a different kind of energy, in my opinion in order to be able to deal with people.
1: Yeah.
0: And I understand the anxiety of just, like, thinking about it. And it could be possible that, like, it never goes as bad as you think it will, but just the thought of it going badly, yeah, it can put you in, like, a common sense situation where you're like, I don't want to do this.
1: Right. Or it's like, I want to do it, but I'm just thinking about everything that either could go wrong or maybe I won't like or the extra energy or effort I'll have to put towards doing it, and it just turns me off from the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So that's something I want to work on. However, I don't want to work on it by actually just saying yes. I've seen people do that method, like, whenever someone says or asks something, you just say yes, just say yes. And I'm like, <laughs> no, not doing that. <laughs> I feel like that's a little extreme. However... If I could just be more mindful of my hesitation and just, like, kind of calm down. I've tried that in my current – in a couple of current situations where, like, you know, something's suggested and I'm just like, no, I don't want to do that or, no, I don't want to eat there or, no, I don't want to go there. And then I'll think about it, and I'm like, you know what, I don't want to do this, but let me try it anyway. Kind of like when I think about trying different foods at restaurants where I'm pretty sure I'm not going to like them, but I'm like, let me try something else different. And sometimes it works, a lot of times not at the restaurants, but a lot of times it does work when I'm like going out and trying to be conscious of it, but it's still like I still get anxious from time to time, and they're – like, when it when it's coming from strangers or people I don't know as well, like, offering to do things, I'm just, like, shutting it down. Like, no. But it's easier when it's coming from someone I know, like a friend or a significant
0: other. Yeah. Another thing that's kind of weird for me when it comes to the anxiety is, like, when I'm out by myself and I feel like I can kind of determine what my interaction will be with outside people, it's a little bit easier for me. So if I'm out by myself and I could be at a restaurant or at a bar, and then I just decide I'm going to talk to the person that's sitting next to me, or I decide if I'm going to just do any kind of interaction, then I don't feel anxious about that because it's my decision. But at the same time, if someone says something to me, then I'll be like, no, I'm good, (laughs) (laughs) like I'll immediately set it down like and be able to just determine those things for myself to say like you know where your boundaries are to be able to say today I am comfortable with interacting with people and hopefully people are going to respect that and then the times when you say today I'm not comfortable with interacting with people being able to really determine those that's fair and it just has
1: me you have me flashing back to now when I mentioned like trying to make sure everyone's okay like you know, seeing someone maybe being alone or wanting some time alone, but I'm in their face like, are you okay? They think I can be oh, so so upset. We should make sure them up. And, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes that's not okay. Like, if you want to be left alone after you've, you know, offered to help and you think, okay, they really want to be left alone, you should just leave them alone for a bit. So in retrospect, um, well, you you know, you mature, you learn things, you live and you learn, I get that. In retrospect, you know, I'm just like, okay, well, past, Ali, you know, was very adamant about making sure everyone was okay, but sometimes just being alone helps you to become okay, or just taking a break from the group, taking a beat, that's okay to do. So just realizing that is also important.
0: Yeah, because I definitely have just, like, these moments where I'm like, oh, man, I miss my friends. We, we should do something. And then I hit them up, and we do a thing, and they can say yes or they can say no, or they can be like, oh, no, on this day, how about that day, or whatever the case may be, but not allowing there to be pressure to be like, oh, I have to say yes, because I used to feel that all the time, especially people that I didn't hang out with a lot, but I still, like, liked them. <laughs> I was just like, whenever they said they wanted to do something, I felt like I had to say yes, even if it was something I knew I didn't like doing, or if it was a day when I knew I didn't feel like doing it, I'd be like, oh, I, I got to do it because when else am I going to do this thing with them?
1: Is it so much so that you didn't want to let them down or is it just like this opportunity might not come again?
0: It's probably both.
1: Okay. That's also fair and thinking too. Wanted to be I wouldn't say it's a people-pleasing thing, but wanted to just like make sure everyone's like, I would i would say that's one to make sure everyone's happy or like, yeah, let's do this thing that you want to do. So. That's nice of you, putting other people first. It's nice, but it can be very draining.
0: Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying I do that as much anymore, but, yeah. So something else I wanted to talk about, and uh, just kind of have it be like a quick question that we think about and give an answer to. So without telling how old we are, (laughs) we were talking about how we realize we are getting old. And sure. older, I, older, yes, because we're not old. <laughs> yeah. I'm not collecting social security checks yet, no but we're getting way. older. <laughs> they ain't gonna be that much. Mm-mm, it's
1: not gonna, gonna be, be any, older. but all
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're getting older, and thinking about something that you used to be able to do when you were younger that you can't do now or something that used to be, like, a thing when you were younger, that's not a thing now.
1: Mm, I have a – you said to think about it for a second, but my mind just exploded with with things (laughs) because I'm big on nostalgia and, like, seeing things and being like, oh, I remember that, or I wonder if that website's still active. So I have a million ideas already rushing through my head.
0: All right, well, pick, like, two. Oh,
1: man, (laughs) that's hard. Okay, I think I'm going to pick. Something that I use, one of the things I used to be able to do that I can't do anymore, and okay, and one other topic will be just a generic topic, so I can or a generic category, so I can fit multiple items in. <laughs>
0: okay. Um, and it's partially like there's this thing on social media where everybody was like, "I was this years old" or "I'm this years old," and I guess that's what made me think about it too.
1: Like it's like a challenge thing or like this happened when I was younger or what type of thing is it?
0: It's like a challenge where people are posting things from back in the day and they're like, I'm this years old. (laughs) Okay. So you want me to go first? Yeah. So one thing I used to
1: be able to do that I can't really do anymore is a split. Like I'm still very flexible. I can touch my toes. I tried to crab walk a couple of days ago. I could do that. I can mm-hmm. bend over backwards. All of that's good. But that right thigh, for some reason, does not want to go to the ground. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I can't do a split anymore. And the other thing that I thought about was stuffed animals. So I remember having like, uh, so back in my day, Arthur was a big show. I had like a talking DW. You could set an alarm on her little watch so it would wake me up for school in the morning and she would move around and sing. I had something called a talking Bubba, which is like this country bear which would sing. And I had a Furby. And so I just, I think about those things randomly. I'm like, well, I wonder where my Talking Bubba is. Or when I see that these things are being resold on eBay for like $200 and $300, i am like, why did I get rid, why did I donate my stuff? <laughs> so, when I see all this nostalgic stuff being resold? So I think about stuffed animals and not being able to touch the ground. What about you? With my legs.
0: <laughs> um. In the physical flexibility category, I used to also, well, I used to be able to do a split, but the thing I was going to say is I used to be able to put my legs behind my head. No way. Are you serious?
1: Yeah. Do you have double joints or you just could do that?
0: I could just do it. Like, I could put a leg behind my head. I could put my legs, like, so far behind. Like, both legs wouldn't be behind my head, like, because I wasn't a full-on contortionist but I could put them, like, pretty far, like, back behind my arms and pretty far back, and I can't, I definitely can't do that anymore. Like, that is a wrap. Mm. That's crazy. I
1: didn't
0: know
1: you could do that.
0: Yeah. In fact, I mean, I'm not going, to again, y'all not going to find it unless you (laughs) already know where it is, but there's, like, a picture that I had on social media from when I first got a camera. And I was just taking pictures, and my legs were, I'd flipped them behind my my head or behind my behind my arms, and I was taking the picture um, with my arms out. And I wasn't thinking about why I did that. I just took the picture, and then I put it on social media. And everybody was like, what is that? Are those your legs? And I was like, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, yeah. no one else knew either. <laughs> This what are like, those things
0: sticking out of your body? Right, like, what are those things next to your ears? Oh, those are my legs. <laughs> why are they up there? I don't know. They're taking a picture. I don't know. Your legs
1: don't go behind your ears?
0: Wait, that's not normal? That's not how everybody takes a picture? <laughs> well, okay. That's funny. That's funny. Well, what
1: else?
0: Uh, oh, there were two things. Oh, I said two things for you, but oh, <laughs> I can think of something thanks. else. Um, another thing that used to be a thing that's not a thing anymore is like, well, I'll give a little bit of history. Um, so I grew up in the Metro Atlanta area
1: and
0: a, and I don't care what nobody says, used to be able to get from one place to one place in Metro Atlanta in 30 minutes. Like, I'm convinced you could get back in the day, you could get from one spot to another spot in 30 minutes. Now, Atlanta traffic is infamous for being, from getting from one stoplight to the next stoplight in 30 minutes.
1: You on the same
0: block. (laughs) (laughs) You <laughs> ain't many going nowhere. The city
1: of Atlanta, clearly too many people. Not do you think there aren't enough roads, or there just aren't enough carpoolers, or people just need to go back?
0: Um. Like. Well, definitely people need to go back. Like people need to stop moving here or stop moving to Atlanta. People need to. Um. They need to develop Atlanta's public transportation because other major cities. It's not unheard of to ride public transportation and they probably could find more ways to develop the roads or so that people aren't taking traffic as much. But I'll also, wait. you said we wait? We can come
1: back to it. I'll put a pin in it. Oh. We can come back to it.
0: Okay. But also, I think that if um, people were going to, like, more happy hours and stuff, like, you know, close to the job, if they had a little spot to kick it at, then that could help subsede traffic. Mm.
1: You mentioned transportation, and I just feel like public transportation has this negative connotation. Like, I feel like there's this negative cloud around it, like, oh, you don't have a car, or you're not doing anything, or you don't have enough money to have your own, like, mode of transportation, or only poor people ride the bus or the train. So I feel, like, I feel like Atlanta has pretty good public infrastructure when it comes to transportation, whether it's MARTA or, um, I know there's, like, a Greyhound there, but if we're just talking about atlanta then there's marta so i just i wonder if because it's available i just wonder if people even if it was built up or made into this fancy thing or they had like a speed rocket train or something like that the amtrak i just don't know if people would use it regardless
0: um i i don't think that atlanta is as built up as it could be or it's used as much as it could be because of other cities And I know it's mainly going to be, like, northeastern cities, but it's just true. Like, in other cities, people use the public transport more. In New York, um, folks get on the subway, and the subway is going to be crowded, but generally speaking, it's going to go to these same stops within the same period every single time as long as the tracks are running. So even though you'll be in there and you'll be congested, you know that it'll take you however many minutes to get from this stop to this stop in atlanta it'll be congested and you can be like it could be 20 minutes because it could just be that there's a police car and that's why the traffic is running so for no reason or it could be an hour because there's an accident or it could just be everybody and their mama is on the highway or on the street right now like it's not really realistic then there's the concept of like how you're talking about amtrak or stuff There are other cities as well where it's like people commute into the city, so they would take a train so that, again, the streets aren't as congested and the time from this can take you to get into whatever city you work in is going to be locked in. Atlanta's not like that. Like, folks will travel. Some folks live very close, and it'll take them however long to get to work, but some folks are coming out of some pretty exterior counties to come that's into right. the city to work. And if there that's were right. other means by which they could get in, then the traffic wouldn't be as bad.
1: Well, what do you mean? Do you mean like when people go to, like, a parking lot, they park their car, then they ride a shuttle into the city or something like that?
0: Yeah. Like, that's something that people do in other cities. And then but the notion of, like, Atlanta. but people don't use them as much because I think right. the main thing that people sometimes use would be like Uber or um, Lyft, and they use those ride shares more for, like, social activities. And then still when you're doing the rideshare, it's still cars on the street. Mm-hmm. So the way that those other infrastructures work, it takes the traffic off of the road. Okay. And but Again, puts it you, like, like I,
1: you just said, people don't use them. They exist, but people don't use them. So I'm just trying to figure out why aren't people using them.
0: Because... I do think they look at it like, oh, it's for poor people when really it's not. It's, sure. like, it's really, really not.
1: smart about their money and their time. You're right.
0: But because people don't use them, that's part of the reason why um, it's not invested in more. Like, Atlanta has MARTA, but then it only recently that they started putting the MARTA bus in outer um, counties. Like, adding more, like, stops in, like, DeKalb County or Clayton or, yeah, Yeah. wherever, because they're like, all right, I guess we could add them. But before they weren't because they're like, everybody's just going to drive anyway, so why would I waste money adding more stops? Mm -hmm. And then people don't want to ride the bus because they look at the bus as being, like I said, like, oh, that's for poor people. They're more likely going to want to ride a train. But a chain is going to be more expensive to build up. So they're not going to do that if they don't see evidence of people using it. So I feel
1: like it's a catch-22, though. People don't want to definitely. use it because it looks like it's broke down or for poor people. If it looks like it's broke down or for poor people, people aren't going to use it. People aren't using it. Why are we reinvesting it? So I'm just trying to figure out what side has to change. Like, I I don't know. I don't know which, if the customers or... The contractors or whomever, I don't, maybe they need more incentives. Like, I know they upgrade to the Breeze card. So now you can just swipe your card, put money on your card. So that was a tech upgrade, but you're right. If The trains, I guess, maybe aren't fancier or if, I, I don't know. I don't know who needs to take action here. Somebody needs to stay up- in the situation.
0: <laughs> the upgrades that I've seen them made is adding more, um, like, expressways that you have to pay for like toll roads. They're like, "Well, if everybody's going to be on here, let's make this express toll so that uh it's less cluttered that way." And Do I'm you like, "Agree
1: with that? Like a toll fee?"
0: Um, I don't live in an area where the toll fee affects me. I still but it is for people. They put it where people are kind of somewhat on the outer skirts to say, like, you can get down this major highway a little bit faster to get into the city, but it cuts off again in a lot of the major places in the city.
1: Mm.
0: So then you're still stuck in that in the city traffic. Ooh, that sounds yucky. Like, I know Atlanta yeah.
1: traffic is just like not the business, and it, it creates like road rage, it creates a sentence, it creates late people. So I mean, I've seen roads expand. I've seen extra lanes being added, but for some reason there's still plenty of traffic, so extra mm-hmm. lanes isn't the answer, clearly.
0: Not sure what the answer is. Um, it, I guess that's the kind of thing that, like, people who work in city um, structure or, um, like, architects and um, developers, that's the type of stuff that they study and think about to say, like, how can we improve the quality of this neighborhood. Um, But the other thing about it is there's a lot of rich people that don't want um, poor people to have access to where they live. Oh,
1: hello. You better stay
0: out again. They're like, if we put a highway here, if we add a subtle stop here, then they're going to be in our neighborhoods, and Mm. we don't want that. Yep. So there's that.
1: There is that. Mm. I did mention that I did feel like, for specifically Atlanta, MARTA done, has done like tech upgrades at least to how you you know pay for your transportation, and that leads me into my next subject, which is called Take Tech Over. <laughs> I said that wrong. Tech Takeover, <laughs> <laughs> and I just want to talk about how. I feel like we're kind of living already in a a big brotherish society. It could be that I just saw that movie not too long ago. I rewatched it maybe last week and I was like, Yep, this I remember this from the book and yep, this is what I thought it would be and yep, this seems familiar to now. Or I just think about <laughs> how like all our devices are always on or people talking about their cameras getting hacked or their phones or their laptops getting hacked or just how um even now, how Alexa is always listening, like, just now, I said to you, Alexa is always listening, and she turned blue, like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, just Uh, just wondering if we're just accepting of it or if we're just going to, as a society, continue to turn a blind eye because, you know, we click check yes here or yes, we accept the terms and conditions, knowing good and well, we haven't read any of them, and we're probably, like, signing our souls away, and they can say, oh, well, if you look in the contract, you said this was okay. So just wondering if it crosses your mind or if you're just like, well,
0: I got to do what I got (laughs) to do. I'm very much a got to do what I got to do. I don't think I would really be worried about it until or unless it was impeding on my legal rights. And by legal rights, because they're already taking away rights from me by telling all my business. But until it's like this thing is causing me to potentially go to jail. The heck are (laughs) y'all doing over there?
1: Yeah, I'm upset. I'm a little upset with myself because I feel like it's one of those dang if you do, dang if you don't, Catch-22 situations. Like, okay, I need to use my phone to do my business and stuff, but I don't want y'all to be all up in my business. Oh, well, if you want to have access to your phone, you need to agree to us being all up in your business. (laughs) You need to agree to us data mining, sending, and selling your data information to other people who want to sell to you. So it's like, You have to buy into this program where we're profiting off of you and you eventually will spend more money because you subconsciously have seen Tide ads or Glad ads or Febreze ads or Walmart ads or Kroger ads, you know, as you're doing your business on the computer or on the phone or waiting for a video to load. So, like, you're marketed to even when you're not, you know, looking, even when you're just listening. And you already said yes to that, so... That's just what it's going to be. And I'm just like, (laughs) er,
0: Just er. Yeah, I, like, sometimes think about it, but other times I'm just like, eh, I I don't want to. You don't want to think about it? No, I don't want to think about it. (laughs) Nope. Okay. All
1: right. Moving on. Do you have um, an unappreciated award that you want to give out today or anything prior to that?
0: Um, yep, I have an underappreciated award, and I think that's really the last thing that I have to talk about. Um, I would like to give my underappreciated award to Dewanda Wise. Dewanda Wise is an actress.
1: Uh, I just started following her on uh, Instagram today, so
0: that's really creepy. <laughs> <laughs> I say
1: that. I realized what you said, and I oh, yeah, okay. I'm quiet. Yeah, you,
0: you might know her as the star of the television series, She Gotta Have It, um, by Spike Lee. It's on Netflix. And um, shortly before she started starring in that role, the new season starts this month, she just kind of burst into a bunch of television roles and she's kept popping up in a way that was just like so interesting. So a lot of time with actors and actresses, no offense, like even the good ones, they find a way to insert themselves into the character where it's hard to see someone other than themselves. Or Can you
1: give an example, should, like, without making a name, like, a role or something, so I'm not following?
0: I mean, I, I'll give names of actors. Like, some people always say with Will Smith, he brings a little bit of Will Smith in to, like, every role he's doing. So, like, how people are talking about the new Aladdin, they're just like, I don't see the genie, I just see Will Smith. Mm, um, the okay. movie hasn't come out yet, but they're just like you know, is Will Smith doing Will Smith? Like when right. the character is the genie, or uh, personally, how I feel about Samuel Jackson, I'm just like he's Samuel Jackson <laughs> in almost every role. He's not doing like, and it's and I don't think it's that great, but that's whatever. Really, um, okay. So kind of like, like that.
1: Another podcast day. <laughs> yeah,
0: but with Dewanda, she was in the television series Underground. She was in the short television series, Shots Fired. She's in She Gotta Have It. She was just in a movie on Netflix called Someone Great. Someone great and yep. every time I see her, she is playing a different character to me. Like, it's distinctly different to the point where it's like I realize it's her because her eyes are so distinct, But but beyond the fact that, you know, she looks like herself, I wouldn't be able to say, hey, that's DeWanda. In, in Someone Great, her voice was different, like exactly. distinctly deeper and, like, nice. Like, I can't even describe it. It was, like, it was different from that of Nola Darling, which is kind of, like, has this poetic, romantic way that she talks okay. all yep. the time. <laughs> yep. And it's, like, mesmerizing to just be, like, dang, like, this girl is good because Even, like, good actors, like Denzel Washington, his voice is so distinct that it's like, okay, this is Denzel, doing Denzel. Like, Mm -hmm. whenever people are imitating him, they're imitating the Denzel voice and then they'll, like, say the infamous lines from uh, different characters that he's played, but it's so much Denzel because of the voice. But with her, I'm just like, she can do so many things. And her career just seems so short so far. Like, you know, she still has so much that she's probably going to want to do or try to do or um, do in her career. But it's, like, the fact that I look at all these characters and they're all uniquely different and have these different voices and have these different characteristics about themselves, and I don't just see Dewanda. Like, I look at her and I'm like, I don't know nothing about Dewanda. I don't know who she is. (laughs) That's good. That's what I like about her.
1: That is nice that she can be that type of thespian, that chameleon, that person who draws you into the character, not even draws but can actually ascertain the character without you, like you said, not knowing who she is, not knowing that she's a comedian or she's super funny or she's really big on, like, I don't know, lifestyle websites or anything. Just knowing that she's separate from her craft is really awesome, and I don't think it's easy to do because, like you said, we do see many people people being actors that, you know, we're like, oh, okay, that's that's Matthew McConaughey playing a dad. That's Owen Wilson playing a park ranger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah.
1: I completely understand what you, and I agree. I agree. I've only seen her. I've seen her in Someone Great. I've seen her as Nola Darling, and I've been trying to catch her on an episode of, um, what was it called, The Twilight Zone that's out now. Shout out to Mr. Jordan mm-hmm. So I'm excited to see her in future projects. Like I said, I started following her today, and then I was just like, why wasn't I already following her? (laughs) So I'm happy that she received your Underappreciated Award because she is definitely a bursting star that's not about to go out anytime soon.
0: Yeah. Do you have an underappreciated award? So
1: thank you for asking. My underappreciated award goes to a man by the name of Doughboy. You might know him from Comedy (laughs) Sketches Online or All Death Digital or the Righteous and Ratchet podcast, um, as well as working with Kev on stage. And I just really commend him because he's been very open and vocal and an advocate about becoming sober. He's been very open about his sobriety journey as well as his weight loss journey. And mm-hmm. those are two very, very, very huge life situations to tackle. Alcoholism. Impersonal. As, as, right, impersonal. That's the other thing. A lot of people battle their demons, you know, to themselves. So the fact that you would even have the heart to open up and share with us and have us relate to you, or even have some people like attack you, is a big deal to me. And I'm grateful for it because alcoholism and body images, and getting healthy. These are huge, huge, huge situations to deal with. And I just want to give him an underappreciated word because he is hilarious. He's a, He was hilarious on I'll Def. He's hilarious on his podcast. Mm-hmm. But he is singularly hilarious as well. So I just commend him on, you know, holding himself accountable, letting us know his progress so, you know, social media people can hold him accountable and also just, you know, bringing us along on his journey. So, underappreciated award for
0: today goes to you, Doughboy. Thank you. Yeah, I like Doughboy. Um, he's definitely missed on all death.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, every time I start to like somebody on all death, they leave. Like, this has happened <laughs> since Cynthia Luciette was on there, and I'm just like, <gasps> dang. I do remember her. <laughs> oh, goodness. I see her <laughs> on Instagram
1: from time to time, but not as often anymore. Yeah, like, I'm happy for
0: them and the other endeavors and opportunities that they get. But, you know, you miss people in the areas that you used to know them on. Like, Correct. And if you don't immediately see them doing something else, you're just like, oh, snap, like, where you go? What so, um, right. yeah, I, I mean, I do um, love that, like you said, he is still active on social media. He still has his podcast with Kev on stage, Righteous and Righteous, mm-hmm. Righteous and Wretched righteous- mm-hmm. and Wretchedness. Righteous and righteous and righteous. <laughs> So we can still be a part of his journey and um, still be entertained by him thoroughly. Mhm, mhm, mhm. So yay! I think we did it again. Ooh, yeah! We did it again. With that, uh, I guess we're closing out the show. Um, be sure to follow us on social media on mm-hmm, Instagram mm-hmm. at monpodcast. Mm-hmm. On Twitter at M-O-N podcast. So you mean to...
1: M-N-O podcast?
0: Girl, you're right. Let's do this again. <laughs>
1: I was like, mon, mon. M-O-N.
0: <laughs> at the mon podcast. The mon. Lord <laughs> have mercy. At M-N-O podcast on Instagram and Twitter. M-N-O okay. podcast. M- N
1: O, you guys. And we will get back to you. Write to us, we will get back to you. You wanna give
0: us feedback, wanna give us some thoughts, some questions, we will get back to you. And um, please send your questions and comments to Mandy and Ali at gmail hmm Mandy letter N or is it A N D? A N D. Okay, so Mandy M-A-N-D.
1: and
0: Ollie Oh, and that's Andy. what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Andy. I was no like, how do you spell Mandy? <laughs> <laughs> I
1: know how to spell your name, Mandy. Oh, no. And you take advantage <laughs> okay, of it every, guys, week, it yeah. every weekend. Every weekend. Bye you look so familiar,
0: yeah, you look so familiar, don't I know you from back when, yeah, when you back when. when.